This episode of Silly Talks About Science Fiction is brought to you by Spoiled Yogurt. That's right. It's a new year and it's time to clean out that fridge. That's right, everybody. Uh, welcome to Silly Talks. This week we're going to talk to you about our favorite things from 2017. From last year. And also, I would like to say, welcome to Season 3 of Silly Talks About Science Fiction. Woohoo! Season 3! They said we'd never make it. Sure they I, did. I don't know who they, they are. are. Yeah. <laughs> so we've had some inclement weather. Yeah, it's we've been had really some heinous. traveling. We've had some things, and we have um, we wanted to do this podcast like a week ago. Mm-hmm. We did, we did, and then it was like so cold that like there was like ice everywhere. Yeah, and- there was ice. It was just it was like frozen tundra. Yeah, it and, is like, gross in the northeast outside. My skin just all turned to like crocodile flesh when Ew. I stepped outside of the house. Gross. All the Actually, it's, it's, went it doesn't out of look it. that bad here. I'm like, ah! No, just kidding. I've been like moisturizing <laughs> and hiding from the sun. <laughs> Maybe that's what you need. Maybe you need some sunlight. So what we're going to do is we have 20 some things uh, that were our favorite things from uh, the previous year. Yes. And we want to um, spend about three minutes talking about each one. Uh, no spoilers. I guess. Well, what yeah, if you we'll, didn't see we'll it? try. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, um, Game of Thrones has been out for a while. Yeah. Well, if we're going to spoil some things, we'll just you know try to feel like it's something you should know by this point, you know? Yeah. Some of these things are like from the beginning of last year, so sorry if you didn't catch up, but... Yeah. But, okay, so, like a movie... Like, a movie that was released in, like, the last three months. Fine! We'll try not to spoil Fine! it. Fine! But anything else, like, come on, guys. Come on. Come on. Come on. So, I think it's going to be fun. It's, it's going to be, be awesome. exciting. And uh, let's set the timer to talk about Game of Thrones. So, Game of Thrones was pretty spectacular this year. I'm super bummed that we have to wait for, like, an entire another year to pass before we can see any more. I'm just going to be done. I'm just not going to watch it. But... Just kidding. Like, and this is a spoiler, the Ice Dragon was just one of the most metal things I've ever seen. Just so metal. I'm just kidding. We covered that up a different episode. Yeah, we, we've already covered that. No, there was definitely some metal stuff. Some people didn't like the season of Game of Thrones, but guess what? What? Yeah. Really? They thought that it wasn't, it didn't feel like a regular season, like there were things. Oh, please. Like too much because, action or something. Because, like, not enough people died, I guess. I I'm starting to realize that negative things are, like, are, are just, like, clickbait these days. No, but, that's completely yeah, true. Yeah. And most of, like, everything on the internet is, like, fake news and clickbait. So yeah. anytime people can, like, be negative about something, like, unfortunately, most people like to know what's bad instead of what's good. And that's not really what we're serving up here on that's Silly why, Talks. You know, we even did a couple negative things sure. last year, too. Sure, every once in a while we like we to had, talk like, about... bad adaptations and bad... dads. Bad dads. <laughs> bad dads. Bad was just a dads. Fun time. I mean, because science fiction is so rife with bad dads, but... Um, and so is Game of Thrones, honestly. Yeah, dude. Um, but I thought it was an awesome season. I was so amped that Littlefinger got his comeuppance. I was really excited for um, Danny and John to figure things out, even though it's really gross that they're related to each other. Uh, sorry if that's, you know, spoiler. Uh, but really, yeah, uh, you should know that one by now. Um, There's been a million memes about that. You know, Cersei so evil. I think Jamie's finally done with her. Maybe. Um, I can't quit you. Sister. You got you got the whole Stark family back together, which was really cool in Winterfell. 
That Arya was my Sansa. favorite. That was one of my favorite moments. Yeah. Get them all together and watching um, Arya fight. Oh yeah, yeah. She is a tough little girl. I will tell you. Taking what. on Gwendolyn Christie, like that was cool. So um, no, I thought it was an awesome season of Game of Thrones, but I'm really bummed that it's going to be so long before we see what happens next. Although you know, it's still going to happen faster than George would have written it. Because <laughs> yeah. George, I love you, but you know. What are you? What are you doing? He just might not do <laughs> do another one. I think he he's said, just you know? not. I think he's like, uh, you guys already told that story. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write a story about a happy jackrabbit <laughs> and his best friend, a leapfrog. <laughs> it's gonna be about ten pages long with a uh, you know some color pictures. Uh, <laughs> that I'll get done in three years. <laughs> okay, so uh, as far as like our. Our podcast scope. My oh, right. favorite podcast that we did last year was Bad Dads, though. I will say that. When we did Bad Dads for Father's Day. Bad you know? Dads was a really good time. I think we did a lot of really good positive ones. I like that we did, like, the Sharknados, because a lot yeah. of people hadn't that seen them That was pretty popular, too. It was a fun time. We did do, like, a negative one, like, M. Night Shalahan needs to stop. Shalama, whatever his name is. He, really he needs one. to stop. But that was fun, because we were like, this is why we, you know, we don't want to see this. Um... The breakdown of the stand. I was shocked about how popular that, how many downloads. And I mean, a lot of people love the stand. I was talking yeah. to one of my coworkers the other day about books, and he was like, "My favorite, favorite book ever is Stephen King's The Stand." The stand, I yeah, like, it's one of mine too. So I completely appreciate that. Um, I liked when we did our Stephen King breakdowns because yeah, he's three, my favorite three author. In, in October, so we planned that, that for like super a year. Fun. So that was cool. Yeah, that was fun to talk uh, about. Nazis like, are cool jerks. Stuff. Was was a good one. I mean, because they are. Yeah, so pretty that's much. A good point. I mean, the world is kind of still a uh, dumpster fire. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping this year will be better than the last, but I'm not promising anything to anybody. So, my favorite, know. favorite though thing that we did last year though was definitely our hundredth podcast. That was a lot of. fun. That was so much fun. That was so, that was much, so fun. much fun to like interview some really awesome people that yeah. we've had the opportunity to get to know and be uh-huh. friends with over the and years. Then and then we brought JL back a couple weeks later because we love her so much. She's an awesome lady, and she just finished writing her Another next book, book yeah. which is so exciting for her. So great job, Hannah. All right, so moving on, starting the timer again. Uh, we loved the Last Jedi. I yes, we absolutely loved it. I thought it was I so much fever. fun. Porg mania. Porgs are so cute. Chewie was awesome. Kylo bringing it with more drama. Really a big fan the of Adam twist, Driver. The turns. Making Love it, Daisy Ridley. Because so many Star Wars movies fall into that same kind of thing where there's a space battle. There's a lightsaber fight. And there's kind of like these same kind of, you know, things that happen over and over, over and over again. Now, people complain that Force Awakens was too much like a New Hope. Which, yes, there are mirrors. There definitely are. This movie was not like Empire. No. And I actually was kind of expecting it to be a little bit like Empire going into it. A lot of people were. A lot of people were, I guess, were apparently really mad because their fan theories didn't pan out. But you know what? I still stand by it. I don't care who Snoke was or what his life was before he was in these movies. It doesn't matter. He's a bad guy. I can accept that. We're going to find out. Probably from like a spinoff. I mean, this yeah. is Disney. They are going to want to make money off of this. So they're going to be spinning stuff off all Do you think things. that we'll come to the point where we'll be getting... Three Star Wars a year, like we get three different Marvel movies, like three Star Wars movies in a year, like we get three Marvel movies in a year. I know I I said that weird. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I kind of like it that it's like one big Star Wars movie a year because that seems like way more than I had ever hoped for in my life. So I'm good. 
But if they want to do more, like, that's okay, too. If they want to do some more, like, cartoon, you know, series or maybe some live action. Right, because Rebels is coming to an end. Yeah. Um, You know, to fill in stories. I know they're still doing the books. Apparently, like, a lot of the old canon books are are gone. But there are a few new canon books, like at Bloodlines. One of my friends, Eric, at work read, and he really liked that. He was telling me I should check that out, so maybe I will. Um you know, so I don't know if we'll have that many. I'm really excited that there's like a Star Wars hotel. So that's like one of my dreams we'll for like mission. the next five years. Yeah. So I'm going to go check out the Star Wars hotel in I think Disney. we need to like live blog that whole yeah, trip. I think that would be just amazing. And um, uh, I love this movie. I thought it was, it really captured my imagination. I thought it was intense and scary and sad and interesting and inspirational, um, especially what's going on in the current political climate to have like women leaders who really were about like saving and preserving life instead of being focused on hatred and destruction like our current leader of the United States. Um, I thought it was great. Yeah. So I loved it. I can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah. So, JJ. Bring it. Bring it. We 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 want it to be brought. Yes, I agree. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, next off, uh, let's talk about all things Marvel. So, well, we, we'll, we'll start off with the negative is that Iron Fist was terrible. Mm, yeah. That guy, Danny Masterson, the or defenders, whatever, punch in the grill. Anytime that Danny Rand wasn't on oh, screen. Yeah, Danny Rand, whatever. Anytime is. Danny Rand wasn't on screen, the defenders, it was great. Yes. Seeing Jessica, Luke... And, you know, and seeing Matt, you know, see, like, timed up, you know, timed up, teamed up. Tied up? Jeff, are you having weird fantasies <laughs> about the Defenders? <laughs> Not anymore. Um, you know, w- it was... They were awesome. Yeah. But then, yeah, when that little punk-ass bitch came, kept coming on the screen, crabbing about whatever the heck, it, hard being a rich boy or whatever. So, yeah, so that, that was our, you know, Defenders. Um, and then the Punisher series, you know, I, I felt like... Um, it got really good at the end there, and the beginning was it. It, it struggled, but it, it wasn't terrible. The Inhumans was bad. I watched the whole thing. It was uh, I know like the <laughs> last time we talked about the podcast, I didn't watch it. I blew through the whole thing. I just was not happy. Um, Runaways is was was it was is there's still an episode that hasn't aired yet. Uh, Runaways is, is just fantastic. Uh, just exceeded expectations, and this season of Shield that's currently on right now is amazing. Um, that started last fall when the Inhumans ended. It's been the best, probably the best since the first season. But let's talk about the movies of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Talking about, we're gonna talk off with our start off with our first and favorite one, which was Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, this was so silly and fun. Um, this is my disguise. I just really that's not a disguise. It. Just cover my face. Now you don't know who I am. I just, I loved Thor and Hulk, like, you know, playing off each other. Um, Thor's super metal evil sister. Um, Loki and Thor's dynamic. Um, it was just great. I had so much Gold fun Bloom. watching it. Goldblum. Actually, have a picture of Goldblum in my cubicle right there now. Yes, I do. Because my other coworker really loves him so much. And so I have my Guardians calendar that Jeff got me for Christmas. Thanks, bestie. Right next to a picture of Goldblum. You know, because it was just so much fun uh, watching him be ridiculous and crazy. Um, You know, seeing, you know, Eric Bana and the Hulk, just like that whole situation where he'd been the Hulk for so long. And then he wasn't. Mark Ruffalo. I'm sorry. Yes. Mark Ruffalo. Um, Yeah, that's right. Sorry. Um, It's okay. Because his name is 
Bruce Banner. Yes. Um, but anyway. But yeah, I love that too. When he came out and he was like, he was just so confused because he was like on another planet. He was, he was the Hulk for, for like two years. Yeah. Because he, he's asking questions about yeah. Ultron and, and Thor's like, uh, dude, we solved that problem a and while ago. Yeah. Like he didn't even remember like how he got into the situation or like what he'd been doing, working for Goldblum all this time. Yeah. With his like hot tub, his like Hulk hot but tub. But the Hulk like evolved because he wasn't Hulk just there out of anger. He was sustaining himself as the Hulk and that... You know, that Planet Hulk. It was way more Planet Hulk than we we thought it was going to be, which was which great. Uh, definitely was a Thor movie. It's like a gladiator. Uh-huh. Man. Yeah. I feel like Infinity War is going to start from the second that that movie ends, you know? Yeah, that was a crazy ending. I mean, like, we all know what's coming with Thanos and everything, but I wasn't expecting that he would, like, pop up yeah. right when they thought they were, like, getting away with yeah. the remaining folks from Asgard. Yeah. So now it's like... I don't know that there well, is you any see Asgard in the Infinity War trailer. Future, there's a like yeah. no Asgardians right. because the dad said, you know, when he like went on to the next plane of existence, like it's Asgard as long as the Asgardians are there to yeah. the planet. Right. But now it's like it's I don't even think you have those anymore. Like I think I don't know. I mean, it's I cannot really wait to own sad. this movie in my personal collection and watch it like a hundred times. It is so silly and fun. I, I really like, enjoyed it. You know. I, I can't wait. Plus, my son has been watching um, the Ninjago movie nonstop, which is hysterical, but I need something else he'll watch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, Spider-Man. Spidey, homecoming, good times with the Spidester. You, you only saw it one time in the theater. Yes, Once again, true. before it was Ninjago, it was Spider-Man over and over and over again. Uh, so I've seen it a lot. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I kind of go through peaks and valleys with it, but um, I, I I loved it uh, more now than I did when we saw it in the theater. I really loved Michael Keaton's performance, so I'm excited for the next time that I watch it because I really enjoyed him. I really enjoy him in general. I mean, I love Beetlejuice. I loved him as Batman, but I I'm like Batman. like his per- portrayal of the vulture. <laughs> like that, I don't know. Like he just brings like a role like sort of sadness and like charisma he's like a blue collar guy that got screwed over by stark as you know a lot of these movies and in com in the comics too are like people got screwed over by stark you know but i think tony like the you know the way that he's being portrayed like he really is starting to come to an understanding of like how much he's done to make the world not the best place and i think he's suffering for that like he's lost pepper i know he's got pepper back and the homecoming he proposes oh yeah that's true on the phone no. You don't see. Oh yeah, she yeah. is in it for like a second. Do you remember Sorry, like how we started our review? Or, or no, I do. No, it's okay. I'm not making fun of you. Remember how we started our podcast? And yes, we're like, that's right. Tony and Pepper are getting got, married. That's right. He got Pepper back. I forgot because it was a long time ago. It's okay because I've seen that. it a hundred times. <laughs> but like, well, he okay. So he did lose Pepper and he lost all of his friends. In Civil War. And now he's yeah. trying to like build everything back up. Right. So you, so yeah, now he's engaged to Pepper again. Hopefully, he's going you know back to the good side and back to having friends again we'll probably see that happen in infinity wars because he's going to be teaming up with at least he gets to team up with hulk and um dr strange you know hopefully, and spider-man again yeah so that's who yeah. we see that's who we see tony with in, in the infinity war trailer hopefully he and we don't Cap see him with any other heroes because the thing is out. like you know he's like oh you know, we're, you know the whole recruiting spider-man to the avengers thing is like who who's there right now because i feel like vision you know, he does mention, like, Vision's, your next Vision, he's not big on walls. But, you know, the Infinity War trailer does not look like Vision's living there. It looks like he's on the run with Scarlet Witch. Yeah. It looks like 
you know, because at the end of Civil War, he pretty much tells Black Widow she's got to go on the run. And she is with Cap. Yeah, it looks so, like she's with Cap. Yeah. Which is really cool. Good for them. And, you know, Hulk had been away, so there were kind of no Avengers. Was it just Vision and, and Tony? Tony and Spidey and Vision, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because I, I think Black Panther is staying in Wakanda. But anyway, regardless, right. we're, we're off topic. Uh, Homecoming was great. I can't wait to see more Very Spidey in uh, Infinity fun. War in a couple months. Yes. And then we'll talk about our last um, entry to the MCU movie, which was Guardians 2. I loved Guardians 2. That I have watched several times because I bought it right away when it came out I on I bought Amazon. it also. Yeah. Um, I just watched it again the other day randomly because my son wanted to watch like Ninjago and I was like can we watch something else I like pulled up the Amazon like video library I was like ooh Guardians he's like yeah Guardians so that was cool um I loved it I loved watching Baby Groot you know growing up so then he's eventually adolescent Groot but only for like the very end of the movie yeah um but he's and that's what he'll be in Infinity War he'll be Teenage Groot yes Teenage Groot Mm -hmm. I liked Rocket you know continuing to grow and learn about himself through his relationship what I didn't With like was... Oh, I'm sorry. The father figure of... Yondu. Yes. Yeah. Yondu. His bonding with Yondu was great. What I didn't... I really didn't like um, splitting the team up, though. I feel like it really impacted the storyline when the team was split in two. When the Guardians were split but in But I think in it like made Star-Lord more like vulnerable, because he didn't have all his boys with him. And yeah. he always has kind of like a questionable relationship with with um Gamora. Gamora because he has like really strong feelings for her and she's so like guarded. Yeah. So, you know, even though she like let him in a lot more than she had before because she was afraid of his safety with his creepy dad. Yeah. It's still like he didn't have that same stability that he has with Groot and Rocket being with him. And then, you know, but I loved it. I loved um I loved Gamora and her sister, you know, rebuilding Nebula's their relationship. Like, yeah. Um, yep, I, I, I love loved that, that his dad was a jerk. We're actually and he, like, building the relationship. It, it seemed like they've always been at each other's throats. You yeah, know? so that was yeah, cool. Yeah, because their father was evil. Was but like, um, well, is with collecting his fancy rings. Um, but I, I, I thought it was so great. Um, I loved it. It was, it was sad and it was funny. Um, and I, I loved like that whole like dealing with you know having a parent that's not what you thought and how sometimes other people in your life are like parents to you and you don't always appreciate that at the time. And, you know, I kind of get what some people say about this, that it was kind of an unnecessary sequel. Yes, but come on. There's still so many awesome things that happened in this movie that were great. And sometimes sequels are just necessary. Especially with the I just MCU. love the Guardians so much. Yeah. Like the first Guardians movie was one of my favorite things ever because it's just so much fun. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that you necessarily have to have like an amazing plot line that moves forward like the entire universe all the time to have a sequel. Because I don't know. I feel like the second Thor movie, I was kind of like, okay, whatever. Um, I loved yeah. Guardians too. All right. And, like, yeah, there were, like, five, like, Iron Man movies. I'm not sure all of those were, like, <laughs> the most important thing ever. But they were fun. Like, big deal. I hear you. All right. Resetting the timer for... Let's talk about Stephen King's It. Yes. This was I terrifying. loved it. I watched it twice I'm, over Christmas, and too. I gotta be honest with you. I didn't want to go to the theater. I know. You told me that. I, like, that? I was like, I was like, like, come on, uh, really? Like, do we have to go? And I was so blown away. 
I loved it. I thought it was really creepy, interesting. I love the relationship with the kids and that they, you know, made them like 80s kids because that was really fun because I was a kid in the 80s and that's when my dad used to read my Instead sister and I that story. Instead of the 60s, 50s. 50s, yeah, mm-hmm. the 50s, yeah. I loved how they were 80s kids because then you can make them adults in now. now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like following the time like of age. my life. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really thought that um, the clown was scary and a totally different take on Pennywise than we saw last time. Yeah. Um, and I, I loved the sets. I loved the uh, costumes. I loved the imagery. It was totally scary in a totally different way than the TV version. And yeah. Um, and I really thought, but I, you know, so I enjoyed the TV advanced. version, so but this was so much creepier. Yes, and I think really got at like the isolation of being a child, um, because it was just focused only on the story of the kids. It didn't yeah. intersperse it with the adult piece. It was no. like, no, this is just what happened when they were little. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved I that loved they it. were like losers and fighting against like the jerk kids, but also like dealing with their parents being disinterested or, or jerks, yeah. manipulative jerks in and of themselves. It really felt like an 80s New England town and um, you know, it just just everything about it, every little detail in this movie was just brilliant. Yeah, I, I really liked this director. I thought he did a great job with Mama and I really liked this too. I thought just really good creepy imagery. Um, the scariest scene to me was when um, when um, he's in the basement and his brother comes back. Like that was so creepy and because you told me it reminded you peeking up. It, right. re- it reminded me so much of the basement in my house in Orbendale, when which I was would a kid. flood. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it was great. I hope if you haven't seen it, check it out. Yeah, I have to. I have not watched it again since uh, since in the theater. All right, uh, we'll shift gears and we'll talk about a little bit of TV real quick. Let's talk about the, how great the Orville is. I'm obsessed with this show. I really didn't think I was going to have any interest in watching it. Because, like, I like Family Guy. And, like, the few episodes and you're not Star attractive. Trek, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of fun. But you it wasn't something I was obsessed with. You used to make fun of me for Star Trek Of course Trek I did. I used so to make fun of much. Lord of the Rings, too. And, okay. Um, <laughs> but okay, I I'm still was, your best friend. Thanks, bestie. <laughs> I'm always going to be more of a Star Wars fan, but that's fine. It is what it is. But um, I was not expecting to be as delighted and inspired by the show as I as I was. But I'm like addicted to it. Like I watch, I binge watched them, and then every week when a new episode came on, like I binge watched I think the first five, and then I was watching them real time. Um, I felt like you were later than that. Maybe oh, yeah. it was later. I felt than like that. it was. Like I wish almost... at least the last two or three. You know what it was? Because it was after Thanksgiving. That yeah, you started it because it was. It was after ChessyCon. But when but it only started in like what, September? Like late September, October? So yeah, that's a good point too. It's There's still about of, eight it episodes wasn't a lot in that of time. Episodes, though. Yeah. I mean, it was one a week for like Fox always has like a month off for um baseball too. Right. Anyway, the Orville is so great. I love it. It's so f- much fun. It's cool like how they're exploring different worlds. Uh it's funny, but it's also smart and like sometimes sad and mature. Um, it's not just goofy and, and, and gross like Family Guy sometimes was. It's well, what I yeah, what I like about from a Trekkie perspective though, what I like about the Orville is that it does have that Star Trek feel to it. There's so many cool like that clean like the ships you know, the ships in Star Trek always have that like super clean look and feel to them. Like it has that to it. 
um, you know, that we're slowly learning about their world. You know, there's the baddies, you know, what are, you know, the baddies are all, you know, they're technologically, you know, advanced, and they think anybody who's not on their level of technology needs to just go away. Um, so I, I love learning about that. I love learning about, you know, the interpersonal relationships of everybody, you know, and the cast is amazing, too. Yeah, they really play off each other really nicely. Favorite moment for me is when the pilot and the robot were uh, messing with each other. And he, like, you know, like they, they put the Mr. Potato Head stuff all over the robot. Oh, yeah. And then, like, the robot cut the guy's leg off. The robot went, like, way too far in the other direction. Um, I like the episode that was kind of... Um, like the Twilight Zone, like those sort of more Twilight Zone episodes, about, like, like when the they were stuck. Ship? Um, yeah, I liked when they were stuck in like the zoo. Oh, like, the, the zoo, zoo okay. Because that's like a, there's a Twilight Zone where that happens too with some astronauts. Um, it was really fun. It's a fun show. Orville cool. is great. Yeah, highly recommend it. I'm going to talk really quick about the Runaways. Um, I have two episodes left at the time of recording this, so I I can't really um, say that. You know, every, everything about it. But the first eight episodes of the show has blown me away. I have been glued to the TV. I haven't been looking at my phone. Like, it, I'm just, just so blown away by this. And it's a, so The Runaways is set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Though there hasn't been one mention of anything yet. And the basic concept here is that within the first, like, couple minutes of the, you know, the pilot, like, um, the a bunch of kids see their parents uh, sacrifice... A girl. And so they're all like freaked out and trying to figure out. And then you start learning that each kid has superpowers in some way. The youngest girl is very strong. Um, I'm trying not to give away too much other stuff. But, you know, one guy has some, some tech stuff. And someone who's really good with animals. We'll just leave it at that for now. Um, there's a magic wand, which isn't magic. They say it's science. And, um, I, you know... That was a minute of me talking about it. I love this show. It's on Hulu. If you're a frequent listener to our podcast, you know how I feel about Hulu. <laughs> More channels you have to pay More extra for. More things to pay for. Um, but yeah, so that's Runways. It's it's amazing. It is great. And uh, while we're talking about more channels you have to pay for, I want to talk about how much I like Star Trek Discovery. Several times I've talked about how I'm, and I'm still pissed off, that it's on, it's on something you have to pay for. That you know, it's extra. It's not on regular TV. Like, I think it's so messed up that we're being expected to pay for cable and pay for these extra channels too. And everybody's got their own streaming content and stuff like that. Like, you are invoking piracy at this point. You really are. These things like Cody that are are getting so popular because you know there's so many options out here. CBS could have definitely put this show, and that Will Ferrell show, could have put them on regular TV. Discovery does not feel like Star Trek all the time. Um, that doesn't that isn't stopping me from watching it, though. It's a dark part of Star Trek history, the war with the Klingons. There's a great line in, in the first episode where the one guy's like freaking out, and he's like, what's going on? We're not soldiers, you know, we're explorers. And then he meets his demise right after he says he's that. <laughs> there, there, Jim, uh, I've got a shirt for you. It's clean. It's a, Oh, it's red. Oh, oh, Jim, Jim. You mean Jim Kirk? Sir, whoever. Just, just a guy. Just, just a guy. dude <laughs> named Jim. You, sir. You three. He's wearing a red Dig shirt. Three graves up he there. didn't make I'll it. I'll tell you why later. 
Discovery is, um, I really like it. And apparently Discovery, as soon as the season's over, apparently like the next day it's supposed to go over to Netflix. So if you're holding out, you can certainly hold out. And the other show um, is The Expanse. Everybody was talking about this at Chessie Con. Yeah. And my brother-in-law's younger brother is obsessed with it, and he's a sci-fi fan, and he said, if I'm going to watch anything, I should watch The Expanse. So, What really stuck out to me this this season, The Expanse, was there there was a a crucial death that happens. And uh, if you haven't seen it, I don't want to say who, and it was just like, that episode just blew me away. I mean, I was already hooked on the show since the first episode, but um, this season, I felt, was even better than the first season, and I couldn't believe it because I loved the first season so much. I think before season three starts, I might try to to blow through both seasons again because I like the show that much. I did. I watched the first season again when I when the second season started. There's so much going on that it's it's great, it's awesome. I love the expanse. I can't wait for season three. Now I'm gonna stop talking. <laughs> I'm gonna let Kristen talk about Logan and not my son. Aw, I love Logan Bean. We're going to talk about the movie Logan yeah, we're that came about out. We're going to talk about the movie Logan, which it, was super cool. Um, it's very dark and and sort of sad and s- creepy. Um, but Brutal, very, too, at times. Very brutal. The first couple seconds, fitting, the guy gets stabbed in the head. Fitting end to Hugh Jackman's portrayal of of Logan, as we know him. Um, I, I like that he gets to be a dad, even though he kind of sucked at it for most of the time. Yeah. Um, you know, and, uh, I like that it's sort of continuing the story on with hopefully a new generation of X-Men and women. Yeah, definitely um, sounds like they set up an Alpha Flight, uh, movie, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I liked it. I liked that it was, it was rated R, it was dark, it was, it was sad and, and creepy and sort of like really like, not shining fancy superheroes where everything goes right. It's like, well, what if it was a real human being that had to deal with this being their life? And I loved, um, what happened to, uh, you know, professor X at the end of his life, you know, where you have like that incredible mental power, but your brain starts going out on you because you're an older person. Like how scary and horrifying that experiences not just for him but for everybody around him because how much power he has it's like alzheimer's with someone that has like the strongest right brain in the universe right um, exactly just it was really good it was just really really interesting and really good and sad and uh, i liked it a lot yeah I, love, I i really liked it um that deadpool scene that came after the credits was hysterical um those yeah, funny, such a hot mess. Um, there, there was so many cool like nods to uh, the old man Logan, you know, comic and stuff like that. But it's not a kid, you know. My kid is just getting to the X Men now, and um, this this is one that we're going to, you know, we're not going to be watching now. Yeah, that's my neighbor Eric was telling me that, you know, he sat down with his kid. And was like, oh, you know, here's another X-Men movie. Watch this, because the kid knows all the Avengers and stuff like that. Yeah, well, he didn't look at the rating before he started watching. Yeah, and I think that's probably, that's going to be an interesting thing for parents going forward, is that you don't, you're not always going to know anymore if it's safe for your kids to watch this. Unless you listen to our podcast. True. We'll always try to give you guys a heads up. Um, But, you know, like Deadpool, most people are not going to watch that with their kids. Although I watched it with my dad, and we both absolutely loved it. Yes, but I'm you, also yeah. in my thirties. Yes. <laughs> my dad is is in his sixties, so you know it's not as easy to offend us. What about uh, 
books. Yeah, I was just going to do a couple real quick shout-outs. Um, Stephen King and his son Joe wrote Sleeping Beauties, which was a really cool book I read this year. Um, it's kind of like a modern fairy tale. Uh, the storyline is all the women in the world uh, fall asleep and get engulfed in cocoons, and if you wake them up, they go crazy and kill you. So it's basically like men alone in the world and women are in this sort of different plane of existence and, you know, can we get the women back and what happens when they're gone and what do they do without men? Um, it was just a really interesting, thoughtful, scary, sad book uh, and I really enjoyed it. And I also read, uh, I mean, I read a ton of books, but the other one I wanted to let you guys know about, uh, Paula Hawkins, who wrote The Girl on the Train, wrote another book called Into the Water, which was really cool. Um, very creepy, like supernatural story about um, like a town in New England where, where women uh, drown in this sort of famous body of water um and the latest victim is this woman who was compiling a book about all the women that had died before um just a really cool thought on you know history and being a woman um through time what it me meant in society what it still means um that sort of isolation and fear and and mystery of you know being a woman in society uh just in a really cool creepy book i couldn't put it down so those were my two favorite sort of horror books that came out this year. That's fun. Hey, we wrote a science fiction book that came out last year. We sure did. We wrote Prison Dad Volume 6. Yes. We had a lot of fun writing this one. There's some yeah. really cool stories in it that I was super proud of. Um, there's one where they, um, uh, let's just say that um, there's a little bit of mind control going on. People are carving... Uh, Phallic symbols out of sticks of butter, getting obsessed with it, and it's up to some characters to, to save it. Yes, I had fun writing a story called Diseases, which is based on my obsession with the board game Pandemic. Right. Um, and we have another Lessican yeah, story, Lessican. which I took quite a while to write that one up, but it was a lot of fun. Lessican is back. Uh, 28 Teeth Later was one I wrote uh, that you can actually buy that one for a dollar, a Kindle version. It's kind of a, a, kind of a take on like Hillbilly Zombie thing which is which was uh kind of fun we had a return to, to our squirrel cane stories yeah. so squirrel cane too that one's also you can also buy, buy that one out there for a dollar um got some aliens got some time travel got some dimension lots of uh lots of dimensional travel in yes, this one yes yeah absolutely. so we loved uh this book we've definitely taken a, too long of a break from writing <laughs> yeah i'm behind we so got, this, um, this year's gonna you know, be very busy we, it was that. a good break gonna be so much fun to get back at it yeah I'm excited. I have some cool ideas. Some pretty great, cool, neat ideas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next movie we want to talk about real quick here is called The Void. This is kind of like an indie movie. Uh, mm -hmm. It was um, it was a lot like um, Event Horizon, I, I think. Um, yeah, we as far didn't as, but have, not not so much in space. We didn't have big expectations when we watched this movie, but it was way better than we thought. Yeah, it was super so. solid. Uh, it was great. Definitely check out The Void. That's all we're going to say. We have a whole other podcast about it that's spoiler-free um, yeah. where we reviewed it. Uh, but we should spend more time to talk about Last Man on Earth. Still a brilliant show, and I'm always surprised by it because every time I'm like, oh, Last Man on Earth, like, oh, I'll see what they're doing this season. It's always so much better than I 
imagine it's going to be. We and, talk about this show like almost every week. On yeah, here. And, and every time I try to tell people about it, they're like, eh, I don't know about that. And I'm like, no, but you have to watch it because it's so good. I always think that too. I'm like, eh, I don't know. And then I watch it and I'm like, the show is so good. It's so good. It's about, you know, people having mental health problems, people struggling with their own identities, people trying to create a family out of... In a disease-ridden world where pretty much everybody's dead. Yeah, like, people trying to find hope and and connection um, when, you know, everything's gone completely crazy. And it's just, it's always... Or just everything's completely gone. ...funny and ridiculous and, and surprising. so sad and emotional. And sometimes really sad and heartbreaking, Yeah. It's like it's such a good show. Yeah, it just so really is. As far as the end of the end of the previous season and the start of this season, uh, the, this this show we is have some great. new life going on. Like there's kids. It's yeah, it's cool. It's interesting. Uh, what about the movie Rings, which we did make fun of a little bit? Yes, I know. I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. Uh, I think it really used technology in a very scary way. Um, to sort of expand on the Rings universe, uh, which obviously used to be about a videotape, and now it is about um, how you can share videos in real time with hundreds and thousands of people on the internet, and how scary that is, how easy it is to disseminate information that is negative and scary and might result in death in the situation of Rings. Unless you have, you know, a nice... Uh, spot for Vincent D'Onofrio to be super, super creepy. Yikes! As Yikes. a small town priest, he's very, very good at that. Um, but Rings was super cool. I actually, I thought it was a lot scarier than I had expected it to be, um, and I enjoyed it a lot. And I would also mention quickly um, Get Out, which I finally oh, right, watched. Oh right, yeah, super. I gotta cool. watch that still. Very cool. It's more like. I mean, it was scary, but it's also, like, a dark comedy, and is very much like a Twilight Zone episode, um, which is super cool because those guys are doing Twilight Zone, like, they rebooted it yeah. now, so that's gonna be really awesome. Yeah. Um, but the acting was great, it's an interesting, uh, creepy little story, uh, that really, like, gets under your skin, and really well done about, you know, cultural differences. Um, but, yeah, Get Out, super cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, both both um, Rings and Get Out, I have to check out. Uh, Rings, I mean, we were just kind of making fun of that because it was like, come on, seriously, you're doing it again? But no, that that's yeah, awesome. Well, the second Rings movie was kind of weak, but, I mean, like the, it was like the Ring, which was scary. Yeah. Ring 2, not so much. Oh, this one was right. good. So uh, I want to take a minute to talk about The Gifted. Going into, you know, Fox and sci-fi has been really struggling these last couple of years, like, other than Last Man on Earth... Uh, you know they they canceled um, some some other ones that I liked. They can't, Making History was a great sci-fi comedy show that they had that they they canceled after one season. They really struggled. That Minority Report show was terrible. Terra Nova was terrible. Um, almost human. Like I, there were aspects I really liked, but they tried to make it too much like solving crimes with robots. Oh jeez. So you know the Orville was a Fox show. The Gifted was I thought it was going to be on FX. Um, but The Gifted was on Fox, and it is amazing. It's, it's set in the X-Men universe in a, in a time uh, where the X-Men have disappeared, and mut- the mutant underground is kind of on their own to um, stay safe. Mutants are being hunted by Sentinel services. No! Those guys are evil. Yeah, so um, not Sentinels themselves, but Sentinel services. They, they have some robots, not the, not the big robots that, that we saw. 
uh, in Days of Future Past, though. But th- this is um, it's not a good time to be a mutant. Um, Amy Acker and Stephen Moyer are like the parents who found out that their kids are mutants in the first like five minutes of the pilot episode. So they all go on the run. Um, Stephen Moyer's character is he was like a lawyer for like an anti-mutant like lawyer so mm-hmm. he really had to like flip the switch um to protect his kids protect mm-hmm. his family yeah which is great yeah um and i love that i love that about the show my only problem is that i don't like his acting Aww. i didn't like it on true blood <laughs> i never saw him in anything else i don't think so um i don't know if i did i, I can't remember amy acker though is she's awesome she's great um the gifted is um exceeded expectations by a lot. I'm so amped to watch it like from week to week when it, when it shows up on my DVR. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. What's next? We had a new iter- addition to the Annabelle universe this year, Annabelle Creation. This is the birth of the evil, evil doll. Um, I really like this one. Made it was China? creepy. And, no, made in the United States mm-hmm. by um, the Mullins Toy Company, which is kind of creepy. Oh, yeah? Like our buddy Tom. Our buddy Tom. No, Tom. Tom. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought it was cool. It's about orphans in a house where a little girl had, had died and her parents thought that it was her soul that was inhabiting the doll that she used to have. But as we all know, human souls do not try to inhabit inanimate objects after we die. That is what demons do. <laughs> the parents learned that a little bit too late. Um, super creepy, super fun. I love these animal movies. Really. Very cool. Creepy stuff. Very, very cool. Uh, speaking about Mullinses, <laughs> while we're on the subject of Mullinses, we should talk about how much we love Stranger Things Season 2. Yes, it was outstanding. You know, even the Eleven episode. I loved that episode. I thought it was cool because you didn't see a whole lot of her in, like, the very beginning of the season, so then to, like, have a whole episode just about, you her know, her. on the run to her. Chicago? Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. I, I think Chicago. Pittsburgh. No, Chicago. Maybe The beginning Chicago. was Pittsburgh when they showed the, yeah, they when showed they the other kid, that. yeah. I mean, it was cool because she's trying to figure out, like, who she is and, you know, where she came from and, and learning that other kids had also gone through what she went through. Um, and figuring out, you know, her mom and what happened to her mom that sort of short-circuited her mom's brain. Um, I, I thought this season was so great. I loved Bob. Um, I loved, you know, Dustin finding the little baby Demogorgon and thinking that he could, like, raise it to be his lizard pet until it ate his cat. So funny. Like, I loved Mike missing Elle and then trying to, you know, create a, a new relationship with Mad Max as a friend, you know, but Elle sort of seeing it from the outskirts and getting jealous and angry. Um, you know, the boys growing up and, and being there for each other, Will and Mike's relationship, um, Steve just was so awesome, like, his character arc. Yeah, coming back. You know. Will, it was so cool, because you get so nervous when you get, like, that hangover problem where, you know, like, what are they gonna do with the, the guy who's missing in the hangover, right. for hangover too? Oh, they just kept, t- took him out of the situation. And right. then, you know, then, then it was fine, uh, but, you know, they put him in... And he's having these issues, and they made him a main character, and it it worked. Yeah, I loved I loved his relationship with Bob. I loved that like he and Mike got closer, um, and then you know his mother just still fighting so hard to save him. Um, it was just great. It's such a great show. It's so interesting and thoughtful, and the details are amazing. 
Just yeah. such a great show. And this year, we're going to try to get our friend Amy, who plays Eleven's mom, yeah, if we on the podcast. We're going to try. We people. didn't really try hard enough. It's hard because we she don't see her. She might have like her. an agent and stuff. Yeah, I think she does. Yeah. Like, we don't see her. Last time I saw her was at Tom and Kim's wedding. Yeah. Which was years ago. I know. So. All right. Um, there's a Netflix show which a lot of people kind of forgot about or never finished called Travelers. And Netflix release schedule kind of drives me nuts because sometimes it's like you'll just turn the TV on and then it's like they have notification. And like, okay, what's the notification? And it's like. Traveler season two just aired. Like what? Like I follow you on Facebook. Why don't you mention like, hey, this is coming out in a month? You know, to hype me up. Uh, Travelers was a show that last year I loved the first season of it. It was such a cool concept where, in the future, um, you know, everything's like done for, and they're able to send the consciousness of a person back in time to take over the consciousness of a person living in our time right before their death. So, they think it would have next to no impact on the timeline. So, like, the one cop, he was about to fall down an elevator shaft. They sent the consciousness to him. So then he, like, you know, the people from the future knew, like, you know, don't take that step, next step that'll, you know, make you fall down the elevator shaft. Um, and there's a lot of other, like, kind of, like, Final Destination-esque kind of things. Yipes! Where, like, you know, people are about to die, and then they, they get taken over from someone from the future to try to help save, um... Humanity. Yeah, so the big cliffhanger season one was resolved. Um, this season was great. I think it was 12 episodes. One episode uh, I thought was kind of boring, and I, that had the Phantom Menace kind of thing, where it was like a big, long, like, trial. Like a big, like, Senate hearing. Like a big, like, court, like, boring. But the episode before that, um, I wish I knew, the, I think it was like 17 minutes or something like that, I think it was called, was amazing. Um, so... There was, like, a skydiver that was being taken over to go save, like, our people. And every time they sent her consciousness to her, um, she couldn't save, like, our people on time. So they had to keep doing it. So it was kind of Groundhog Day, you know, Breaking Sarah-esque, where they had to, like, keep doing it over and over again. Happy Birthday to Me, which I just watched. Happy Death Day? Happy Death Day, yeah. Yeah. Which kind of came out on your birthday. It did. Happy Death Day. Uh, Traveler season two was great, except for that one episode I really didn't like. Um, but uh, I, I thought it was great. It just started, you know. It was just like within like the last like week of two thousand and seventeen that it aired. So um, check out Traveler season one two on Netflix. It was great. And while we're on the subject of TV shows that you should check out, is Legion. Legion was my favorite thing that happened last year on TV. Legion once again set in the X Men universe. Legion's Mental powers are off the scale. Um, Aubrey Plaza was just utterly brilliant. Um, I, I can't wait to watch this whole series again before the season two of Legion starts. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I don't think it'll ever cross over with The Gifted, though. If so, that would be messed up. Messed up. That show was just insane. All right. I should finish talking here and let ta- Kristen talk about our last thing, which was how much we loved American Horror Story. This season of American Horror Story was awesome, but it was also probably the least supernatural version it was that I've seen. Scary but it was all really scary. Yeah, I mean, it was really scary because it was about cults and cult leaders, which is so relevant, yeah, to what's going on right now in the world. But also has always been. I mean, I really loved how they had Evan play various cult leaders over the last like thirty or so years, thirty or forty years, I guess. I think forty. Um, 
Yeah, because Jim Jones was before my time. Yeah, but, um, you know, Manson, you know, Jones, like, Marshall Applewhite, right? That guy from Heaven's Gate, whatever his name was. Um, you know your cult leaders better than I do. Yeah, because I just, I found him to be so fascinating, and he did such an awesome job of, you know, sort of using his charisma and the weakness of the people that he sought out to manipulate these people to do what he wanted them to do. And then when he got the script flipped on him at the end, um, it was just great. The only thing I really didn't like about the season is I think that last episode went on a bit too long. I think it should have ended a little bit earlier in that episode, and it would have been perfect. There was um, so much about that last really episode good. that... Because it was a little bit of a flash forward, a little bit of you had to put some pieces together on your own. It was just, it was very discombobulated. I felt um, it needed a second viewing, and I never gave it one. But it had the ending that we knew was coming. Yeah, I just it was still a really great season. I liked it a million times better than Roanoke, which I just really didn't get into, even though that one was a bit more supernaturally. I loved Roanoke. Um, I liked the end of Roanoke, but the beginning was not my jam. I didn't like, you know, Asylum and, and Freak Show. Those are the two I didn't like. Yeah, Freak Show. Coven. I loved Coven and Hotel. Hotel was good. Um, Hotel went off the rails a couple times, I felt. I loved it. Yeah, I know you loved it, yeah. I thought it was brilliant. But anyway, AHS really good this year. A lot of people are becoming fans of the show now that hadn't watched it before and are now going back to see a lot of the older seasons, yeah. which is super cool. Yeah, it's been a solid show the whole time. Whorehouse is still um, my favorite though. The first season, yeah, that's it's no. a decent one. My um, so that that wraps up our greatest things we watched last year. I just want to give out an honorable mention to uh, Ghost Wars on 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 the Sci Fi Channel. Um, I kind of went into this show with zero expectation and ended up really liking it for the most part. There's so many like awesome things and the, and the end was great and it sets up next season. And, um, I, I was just pleasantly surprised by the entire show. I, you know, cause I, I try to give all the, all the scripted shows on sci-fi a, a shot. Um, you know, superstition, I, I didn't, didn't stick with me the whole season cause it was pretty much just supernatural. Which Jeff loves. I am watching Supernatural, by the way, but listen, I love Sam and Dean, but it wouldn't be something that I would consider the best thing that I saw. No, this, Ghost Wars was not the best thing I saw all year, but it definitely deserves an honorable mention for the year. Yes. But next week, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about all the things that we want to see this year. Yeah, things that we're excited about for 2018. Right. So until then, you can go to prisondad.com. You can go check out our books. Mm-hmm. You can check out our things. You can check out our other podcasts. Yeah, that's If you too. enjoyed this one. And our stuff. Stuff and things and things yeah. and stuff and Rick's hat. And, and uh, Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year, everybody. Hope this is going to be a better year than last. So may the force be with you always. <laughs>